Hello there, Dapper Dividend Lovers! I'm your host, Russ Knopf, and I'll bring you the latest news on dividend stocks. And if we're lucky, we might just learn a thing or two along the way. Now, I know what you're thinking. Russ, why would anyone want to talk about stocks when the whole market's crashing down like a clown car on fire? Well, my friends, that's exactly why you need to tune in. We'll be cutting through the noise and finding the silver lining in this financial dumpster fire. But that's not all. We'll also be bringing you the juiciest dividend stock news, my portfolio transactions, and answering your burning questions. So sit back, relax, and let's get dapper with dividends. So what's up, guys? Welcome to the show. That was my intro written by ChatGPT, and I kind of wanted to play around with this new technology that I don't know if you guys you guys or girls have, and it helps a lot with the people that are creatives like us creating that content. So all I did, I I gave it a few bullet points of what we're going to talk about. And I said, write a podcast intro for Dapper Dividends hosted by Russ Knopf in the style of George Carlin. Not exactly sure that it nailed it, but you know what? Hey, we're going to give it a A minus for effort because I don't know. (laughs) It's another week. And do you know what I was doing? I I was doing some thinking with my brain. That's usually where the majority of the thinking does happen right up there in my brain. By the way, also, you got a lot of podcasts to choose from, but right now, unless you're super talented, you're only listening to one podcast, and it's the one that you're letting this guy come in your ear holes for about 30 minutes or so. So thank you so very much for tuning in, and we're going to talk about, obviously, stocks, the market. You know what it was? I was driving today. I was actually working late tonight. And as I was heading home, out here in the Chicagoland area, there's something called bungalows. And it reminded me of where I grew up, not far from here, because we're still in Chicagoland area. And my mother and I, when I was a kid, moved around to a lot of apartment buildings. They're like three flats, they call them. There's the first floor where you walk in, then the second and third, because you kind of know how that works. They didn't skip a floor and have it floating. But we lived in what was called the garden apartment. The garden apartment. Very nice, right? Well, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it was one of those things where you're looking out the window and about half of your body is underground. So you you're almost feel like you're standing down in a hole. Yeah, there's another name for that. You know what it's called? It's called a basement. But It's amazing how if you put a different spin on something, and I think that's why we got those cheaper is because most people didn't want to live in the basement. Yeah, it was a garden apartment, they called it that, but we bought it, we managed, we, you know, I'm here. I survived the garden apartments of Berwyn, Illinois. We did survive it, and it made me think how if you put a different spin on things, it really can shift how you think about it. Uh, I heard them on the radio say that it's been a rough week in the markets, stock market crash, another big red day, blood in the red everywhere. Well, for me, and shout out to Ben Graham, the one, the only, the famous Ben Graham, who talked about Mr. Market being completely irrational sometimes and every day giving you a price quote. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to do anything. You can literally just stand there like Warren Buffett talks about at the plate, pitch after pitch after pitch, and you never get called, you never get called striked out, which I know (laughs) it's not a word. Hey guy, 
let's go play some of that baseball game over there and we're going to kick a home run and hope we don't get striked out. <laughs> but you don't get called struck and out, Liz Warren did not say, but I'm saying that he said to you, even though you know that I know that that's not what he said. But that's what we're going to go with. You don't get called struck and out. And you wait for that perfect pitch to come. And right now, the market is less expensive than it was previously. That's all that it is. And if we're doing what we're doing, the way to long-term wealth is to look for quality businesses and buy them when they're undervalued or when they're cheap. When people are panicking and selling for no other reason just because they look around and see other people selling, it's just like PepsiCo, like some of the stocks we talked about that I'm, we're going to talk about that I bought. We didn't talk about them yet because we're not future people. <laughs> we're going to talk about them. But you know what? If you want to see what I hold in the portfolio, link portfolio Leo, if you wanted to hear that in the description below in the show notes in the liner notes do they have liner notes anymore who buys cds i used to love the liner notes the little booklet <laughs> the port dividend portfolio tracker i switched from to grin because i'm busy and it takes a while to i had to do all that manually so at least here uh, jj buckner hooked me up with it to show you guys to use it and you guys can um check that out so link below It'll bring you to my website and then you click on one of the three portfolios and it will take you to Dividend Tracker. And if you wanted to sign up for the premium version of it, then I get kicked back 25 bucks. And if not, hey, <laughs> we're all about frugal. <laughs> we're all about frugality here. So don't worry about it. Not going to hurt my feelings. I'm making good money. Let's jump into a little bit of the old... How about what I got in dividends real quick? It's a short one this week. By the way, I'm putting out every Monday morning a YouTube video. It's a short. So it's 60 seconds or less going through all the dividends I received uh, or I'm going to be receiving in the week ahead. And this week, dude, Johnson & Johnson, I got dividends from really, really spectacular from J&J. Uh, almost 40 bucks of dividends from them. $10.50 from Selenese. And check it out. As of this recording, I have yet to get these paid. It'll be tomorrow. I'm going to get $86 total. I'm going to get dividends from Target. That's going to be $14. Exxon Mobil, I'm going to get about almost 40 bucks. Chevron, $22.65. And Honeywell, $9.27. So it's over $100 in dividends this week. And that's what they talk about, that dividend snowball, the compounding. When this happens, it's just fan tiddly tastic when we get these dividends they compound they grow it's a big old orgiastic feast of dividends that we're getting so with that being said and as i'm stalling as i'm clicking we'll get to you a little bit of dividend news hot off the press but look out we're gonna go way back here to the sixth as you can hear me scrolling so Simply Safe Dividends is where I'm reading these from. This is by no stretch all of the information, but I'll give you a couple of the interesting upgrades that they did. SimplySafeDividends.com. Expensive. I'm paying for another year. They upgraded General Mills's dividend to Very Safe. National Retail Ticker. I was going to say Tricker. 
Triple N, NNN upgraded to 80, safe. Very nice REIT. They have a dividend yield of 4.94%. ADC, Agree Realty, got upgraded. So they're upgrading most of the real estate REITs. They're a 4.15 dividend yield, dividend safety score of 70. This is one I had been talking about. They downgraded advanced auto parts from very safe to safe. So that's interesting. I sold advanced because their payout ratio just shot up. I think they got too far ahead of themselves, uh, raising that dividend too far too fast. And then we've got some unexpected, (laughs) did I throw an X in there? I think I just said unexpected. They had some unexpected (laughs) headwinds at them so i think that dividend might be reduced we'll see what else we have oracle they downgraded them from 99 very safe to 90 very safe uh, because they say that um, their balance sheet was weakened from buybacks and the cerner acquisition i don't hold them at all do you big lots don't touch them (laughs) dividend is uh, very unsafe Dividend yield of 8.54% for a retailer? That's crazy. Most retailers, you're it's crazy to see them over 3%. We got one pushing eight, pushing 9% for big lots. God bless you, big lots. But uh yeah, Qualcomm raised the dividend 6.7%. We have what else? General Dynamics raised their dividend 4.8%. Realty income, they upgraded them from 70 safe to 80 safe, 4.81%. I do have 100 shares of them. Selenese, which is one that I do own, downgraded because of their leverage spike. They've been acquiring, uh, they bought DuPont's mobility and materials business, which they paid a pretty, pretty penny for. But I listened to the earnings calls. Their dividend's still well covered. Management is going to be working on deleveraging that relatively quickly. We'll hopefully think and see if that all goes according to plan. Couple more coming at ya. Oracle, we just talked about ticker ORCL, raised their dividend 25%. That's their 10th consecutive year. And last but not least, Colgate Palmolive raised their dividend 2.1%, which means they have paid uninterrupted, uninterrupted, Interrupted dividends since 1895. I did that voice because somewhere in the recesses of my mind, I heard intercontinental heavyweight champion. And I don't know what that's from. I just told you I don't know what that's from. So that's some of your dividend stock news. Now, because I like you and I'm going to get a... Uh, un trago de agua. I, I think I don't. I think that's the word. The word for sip in Espanol. All right. I've done a lot of buying. I've done a little bit of selling. This is in an effort in my evolution. I am streamlining and consolidating. And as of last week, if you remember, I sold Snap On and Texas Instruments in the bridge. I had. Uh, nine shares of Texas Instruments and six shares of Snap-on. Sold those in the taxable bridge, moved them to the Roth. By the way, I have been reading a book called 
the only investment guide you will ever need. And it is by uh, Tobias. I think Andrew Tobias, I believe. I should have written this down, but it's pretty good. I can remember all this stuff in my head while I'm spitting at you. And it's kind of crazy because he in there postulated, meaning he said he thinks that you should only hold like steady eddy companies that aren't very risky in your Roth and in your retirement accounts. I kind of did a little of the opposite. I put stuff like Alibaba in there, Neo in there, and I wanted those in there. Why? Because if they took off and had a lot of growth, well then, that wouldn't be taxable. Like I would never pay taxes on those gains for some of the the big gains that they had. But in all reality, I probably should have put PepsiCo in the Roth or, or something like that. And the reason being, as I'm seeing now with Neo, with 3M, it's affecting some of my decisions in the Roth because I'm down on some positions, but I don't really want to sell because there's no tax benefit to selling. So if I at least had those in the taxable account and you sell at a loss, you can claim that up to $3,000 on your taxes. It's called a tax loss harvest. It'll offset any gains, but only if you don't buy that same exact security across any of your portfolios for the next 30 days. I would go 31 just to be safe. Otherwise, it would violate the wash rule. So inside of the Roth, and this is something I hadn't really thought about, I can't tax loss harvest because it's it would just be a loss. So I'm a little bit more averse to selling some of these positions I'm down on. But you live and you learn. And I'm sharing it with you. And I'm just glad you're here listening to that. So something to think about. If you have some riskier positions in your Roth and you're only up a little bit, or maybe up, I don't know, you might, this isn't advice. You might want to talk to a CPA, you know, professional, but, uh, or do some digging. Maybe you want to switch that over into your taxable and move some of your steady eddies that you don't have to worry about being down big on, unless it's 3M or AT&T or Intel and you're down big on them. Or ticker SVB, what is that? Silicon Valley Bank. Ay ay ay. They're they're gonna I think there's a lot of pressure in the banks, which is I, I bought T D, we'll get to that, but I think there's a lot of pressure now that's gonna be why the banks are getting hit hard, is that from what I understand, uh Silicon Valley, they own a lot of mortgages at under two percent uh interest. And as the interest rates go up, the mortgage assets go down and vice versa. When the interest rates go down, the mortgage assets go up. So that is pretty much going to make them damn near insolvent. And banks that are insolvent, people are going to want their money. So I think this is going to unduly spread to a lot of the banking sector. And I think it's going to be a lot of great buying opportunities, which is why I'm I'm getting close to my 100 shares I want of Toronto, the, I'm sorry, Toronto Dominion, the Toronto Dominion Bank. Uh, what is that they do in football? Those of you, my guys that listen, uh, is it Miami Hurricanes, right? The University of Miami or something. Because I think there's a University of Miami in Ohio too. I don't know. It's something like that. 
where these football guys, they put the. So the Toronto Dominion Bank. Don't you forget that. You're going to be quizzed on it later. It's going to be a pop quiz. You don't want to fail because you don't want to know what is going to happen to your ear holes. Anyway, so here's what we did. Here's my cells. Yes, in the self-directed IRA, I sold 10 shares, the only 10 shares I had, of Starbucks uh, at $104.83. Now, I have a lot of other... star. I have 24 shares of Starbucks in the bridge, have some Starbucks in the Roth, but I wanted to use that money towards something a little bit... Oh, toward TD. That's what I did. I sold those shares of Starbucks to buy more TD. And so far, it's pretty good. I sold them at 104. Starbucks is right around 100 right now. Put it this way, and Warren Buffett has done this. He has said that there's times he'll sell a position that they liked because they needed that cash because they saw something that was way more attractive. And I think that Toronto Dominion Bank is way more attractive right now than Starbucks. Higher yield, way more upside. I think Starbucks is overvalued. Still a great company, but that's kind of where I'm I'm evolving at is I just wanted that better opportunity. So I think in that portfolio at this moment in time that Toronto Dominion is a better opportunity for dividends and also for capital appreciation. So that's right. If you combine the share price going up and the dividends, that's your total return. I think the total return potential of Toronto Dominion Bank, ticker TD, not financial advice, is way more attractive than Starbucks right now. So I was up 32% on Starbucks on that those shares. So I took that gain. No taxes to pay because it's in the retirement account. Uh, a couple other sells I did. In the bridge today, I sold 20 shares of Koninklijke Ahold Delaza. Delaza? I'd need my buddy, European Dividend Growth Investor, to... Uh, you're you guys that are Dutch. You're over there in Europe. I, it's a good company, but it's. I think I borrowed conviction from other people. <clears throat> It's done me well. It hasn't been that bad. But honestly, I had 20 shares at, uh, and I sold those at $31.50. I made 8.5% on those shares. But here's the kicker. And the thing that had kind of been turning me off about it anyways, I last received dividends. They pay semi-annually, twice a year, for you guys that don't know. Uh, $9.17 in qualified dividends I received, okay, on those 20 shares. Now, had to pay $1.38 of foreign tax and also a $0.40 ADR, that's American Depository Receipt Management Fee because we own a receipt for those shares. It's not like we actually own the shares. It's owned through a bank and it has to be managed. So together... That knocked the point forty five eighty five. I don't know how to say that. Almost fifty cents a share in dividends. That knocked it down point zero eight nine. So roughly nine cents in fees. That dropped it to point three six nine five. So almost thirty, pretty much thirty seven cents a share. That's a nineteen point four percent reduction from the foreign tax and the ADR management fees. You know what? 
I can do better than that. And then even with that, my yield on cost was still around like 2.6-ish, 2.5%, call it 2.5%. So that money is, I put it into something else, which we'll get to in a minute. And then I also sold doing a little more spring cleaning, I guess, a little early, Aurora Cannabis. Boy, was this a nightmare. I bought at the tippy top of the pot bubble, and I, I, it was my birthday gift to myself. They were right around $10 a share, and I dropped $1,000 on 100 shares. I was like, sweet, I'll sell covered calls. And it's I, I got 4 bucks. They did a reverse split. And what I sold today, what I had left, I got $4. I just, I just ended the dream. And I said, you know what? This is tuition. And this is what you need to remember as well, that when you lose money in the market, that is your tuition to the market as long as you keep investing. All right, now to the buys, to the Batmobile, to the, to the Bymobile. All right, what did I buy? In the Roth, in the Roth IRA. Lot of whole lot of SCHD, whole lot of shkid buying. I'll go through those ones quick. Now these are since Monday. This is whatever I've bought. Not going to give you the dates in that. Ten shares of SCHD at seventy five fifty nine. Five shares of SCHD at seventy five thirty nine. I bought a share of Innovative Industrial Properties ticker IIPR. <laughs> talking about weed. At least this is the. Cannabis Landlord for Medical Marijuana. 25 shares I have now of that. Right around 120 bucks is my average. And they had a pretty good earnings. And I think it's going to take time. But they will eventually recover and get back up there. I do believe that's what I think. Five more shares of SCHD at 75.17. Speaking of the Canadian banks, I bought a share of BMO, ticker BMO. By the way, if you're in Chicago where I'm at, You'll notice that there is no more BMO Harris Bank. It's official. It's just BMO. It's been completely absorbed by the BMO blob from the... It's a friendly BMO blob. Canada's friendly. It's the friendliest blob I've ever seen consume a bank that I've had since I was a kid. Five more shares of SCHD at $74.98. Then five more shares of SCHD at $74.70. And two shares of SCHD at 74.30. And then I wrapped it up with three more shares today of SCHD at $72.99, which was 35 SCHD this week just in the Roth. And if you remember, again, uh, the bulk of that is from selling Snap-on and Texas Instruments in the taxable account and then moving that money to the Roth, which does count towards that six grand. So we're getting close to maxing it out. In the self in the self-directed IRA, this is what I bought. You're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it now. Now you listen up now, and you're gonna listen. I bought five shares of Arctic or ARCC. Not gonna do it like that. Don't worry. Five more shares. I bought five shares of Aries Capital ticker ARCC at eighteen dollars sixty-eight cents. That. Sucker finally dropped below my average. Happy to add more. They are a BDC, a little more riskier. That yields north of 10%, but they are built and designed to pay out that high yield. They're kind of over-earning now with the high interest rates. 
that's a little bit beyond the scope of this podcast. So if you'd like to check them out, that was Aries Capital, ticker ARCC. I bought 10 shares of Toronto Dominion with proceeds from that Starbucks sale at $63.73. Dude, Toronto Dominion, <laughs> Dominion has been paying dividends, I think, since 166 years. I think it's 1857-ish, <laughs> give or take. If memory serves, I'm tired that they've been paying those dividends. One of the best banks, not just in Canada, but in the world, they're expanding. They bought First Horizon in the Southwest. So they already have 31% of their um, of their revenue is, is from the United States. That's only going to increase. They're going to be one of the top 10 banks in the United States. And dude, TD Bank, TD Gardens, what is it? Where the Boston... Bre- where the Boston Bruins play, they just extended that for another 20-year lease. And it is, what is it, TD Bank Gardens? I don't know. I I should have wrote it down. I'm going to have a shirt that says, I should have wrote it down. And that's uh, TD, just solid company. One of the safest banks, just, you know, I could go on and on about they're not a risky bank. They make most of their money from just just traditional service fees and mortgages and things like that. And uh, yeah, they're not not to worry. Not, not anything from what I've seen like uh, that um, Silicon Valley Bank was it's just overexposed like that. And then I bought two more shares of Toronto Dominion today at $61.93. And as we're talking about this, yeah, you'll see with the with what I bought in the bridge that... It would be nice if I was psychic because I would have just waited until today to do all my buys when the market was more cheaper. But you know what? We're not psychic. We don't know what's going to happen. And this is why I sleep well at night when I focus on these good businesses. And it's kind of a cool thing as a dividend investor that if I do lose sleep over anything, it's that, man, I wish I could have bought it even cheaper. It's not like, ah, oh, dude, I bought Toronto Dominion. I was buying a month ago at $68. And now right now, you know, it's closer to 60. No, it's still a great business. And I'm in the long game. I plan on holding them for many years. So I'm not worried about it at all. But I would have liked to buy it cheaper, get a higher yield on cost. I think there's plenty of upside with TD and also with all the businesses in SCHD. So I'm not worried And then last but not least, the Bridge account, where it's been a whole lot of two companies I've been buying. Uh, I bought Nextstar Media, ticker NXST. Now, Nextstar Media, if you don't know, if you do live here in Chicago, uh, if you listen to 720 WGN, you'll hear them say, uh, you know, a Nextstar Media group station. Boom, that's Nextstar Media. And I love it because then they go into the ads. And when I hear the ads... I'm making money. They're helping support my dividend. And obviously, like, that's a simple business to understand that they own and operate local television stations across the United States. They make their money by selling advertisements that appear on the local TV stations, on WGN. And it's just fantastic. They're a little bit more diverse than that. But in a nutshell, Perry Sook, the CEO, has a Really good plan and outlook for the business. One of the things is ATSC 3.0. And the easiest way to describe that 
is it's a new standard for broadcasting digital TV signals that offers improved picture sound quality and it also allows and here's the kicker where he wants to go with it it allows for interactive features and targeted advertisements so he's thinking you can use that for sports betting and gambling and that's maybe a few years off but he has a plan for the atsc 3.0 and just dude all around next our media let me tell you what i bought and then i'll wrap up with a little little jib jab on them so I bought one share at $178.99. Yes, I'll just cut to the chase. I think they closed right around $162 today. I wish I could have waited. I'm not upset about it because I was happy to buy them there. I just wish I could have bought more cheaper because why not? Uh, new position I started, did a video on this. Uh, Boise Cascade, five shares of Boise Cascade at $66.50. That dividend yield is just below 1%, but I'm buying this one not just for the dividend, because if you buy a company just for the dividend, you're doing it wrong. I think they're a solid business, and they do pay that little dividend, but I'm pretty confident that over the next couple years, they're going to return a total return. up. They're going to, I think, be in the $80 range once again, but it's going to take time. And I'm probably going to be adding here in the 60s and low 70s. And I added those at 66.50. Then we got another share of Nexstar Media at 176.99. Another Nexstar at 171. Look at that drop. Another one at 170.95. You see me like catching the falling knife here? But it's catching a falling knife with a business that I plan to hold for years. Two more. Boise Cascade at $66.15 and one last share today of Nexstar Media at $169.99. And had I just waited until the end of the day, I could have got that for under $163. So you might say, as we're getting close to wrapping up here, because we're I've got my eye on the clock. Don't you worry, your pretty little head. Nexstar Media, dividend yield currently 3.30. 2%, which is pretty, pretty stout. That is 71% above their five-year average of 1.95%. A couple little things about Nexstar Media that I like. Their dividend growth, five per... <laughs> Let's start that again. 25% five-year CAGR. They raised that dividend 50% in January of 2023. They have a nine-year uninterrupted dividend growth streak, and they've been paying dividends for nine years, currently paying $5.40 per share per year. Don't get excited now. That's an 11% free cash flow payout ratio. That's stupidly low. Check this out. Their free cash flow per share, $31.70 of free cash flow per share, and that has been going up. So, duh. $31.70 is way greater than the $5.40 of dividend that they're paying out. And just all around, they are buying back shares, currently have 40.2 million shares outstanding. I mean, $5.2 billion of revenue coming in, 13% return on invested capital, which is really nice. I mean, return on equity of 34%, just such a solid, solid company. And, dude, free cash flow margin, 26%. That means that out of every $1 that comes in the top line revenue, 
26 cents of it is making it all the way back down to the bottom line. Just very nice. They do have 72% net debt. So that's a little bit high. And, you know, all right, that's enough. Next, our media. They're, they're, it's coming down, though. They're, they're paying that debt down. I don't know, guys. It's crazy. I'd love to know what you're buying. Oh, questions. I got a few questions to get to really quick from my guys here as I'm stalling. Yes. Yes. The questions I asked on tweet on Twitter, and I really do appreciate all these questions. So here we go. Dairyland Dividend says, are you only holding SCHD in your Roth? And the answer to that is yes, I am only holding it in the Roth because the gains on that and the dividends on that will never be taxed ever, ever again. So help you God. I love it. Uh, one penny at a time, my guy Harris. So check his podcast out. One penny at a time podcast said, if the market had a 15 to 20% drop, would you rather dollar cost average down on a single stock or an ETF if they were to be in the red? Harris, I guess it depends on what that is, but... I would just rather go on a single stock and pick my most favoritist stock of all and do that. Bushy Smalls with the hard-hitting question, where do babies come from? My daddy nut, that's where. Uh, SCHD Stan said, hey Russ, do you post your podcast to YouTube as well? Oh, I already answered that. Yes, it's not going to be on YouTube. Last one, Journeyman Portfolio said, how many stocks do you plan on holding in your taxable brokerage account? I think I'd like to be right around a little bit less than 20. And I used to look at it as a combination or not a combination of all my portfolios, but I've been doing a better job of that. So yeah, make sure you follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. <laughs> I've been rambling. Let me know what you think of this, dude. I've just literally been motor mouthing for the last lots of minutes. Tell me what you think. Sign up for the newsletter if you want to see what I bought every week, all the dividends I've received. That will all be um, that will all be brought to you into your in <laughs> mail inbox every single week that I keep doing it, and you won't miss anything. So maybe get a few ideas as well. And that's uh, that's it. I love you again. Lots of podcasts you can listen to and you decided to let me come in your ear holes for 36-ish minutes almost. <laughs> and I, 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 in all seriousness, thank you for coming back and listening to me and making it all the way to the end of the episode where you get to hear a little bit of Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Playhouse. I love it. So guys, hit me up. Let me know what you think. Twitter, shout it out, whatever you want to do. I don't care. We're going to go look at the market, buy stuff on sale, buy quality businesses. You don't have to worry. They're just less expensive than they were before. And uh, you might be able to find yourself some deals. So come on back next week. I'll be here to talk to you. So long, everybody. Mm -hmm.